Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to talk about training with strikes on the ground. First, let me give you guys a brief history of my striking background. Did six months of karate, a year and a half to two years of boxing, and just a little over six months of Muay Thai. So I'm definitely a novice striker. I haven't taken a strike. Uh, haven't taken a striking class in probably seven or eight years. I'm definitely a grappler, and I'm not trying to teach any striking classes. I know you know enough to get me in trouble. Well, when I was a blue belt, I remember I had some early tournament success. I probably competed five or six times and won four of those, and. When you first start tapping out people and like really starting to dominate new guys and you kind of have this new power, well, you start to think unrealistically. And a lot of guys in the UFC, when you hear them and you've, you know, they always talk about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, especially because of the Gracie craze. You'll go back and watch, you know, maybe the early UFCs or even guys today. I just listened to a uh, Joe Rogan with Israel Adesanya, and he said he's only a blue belt. And as a blue belt, I heard that. I would have thought, oh, man, Israel's only a blue belt. I'm a blue belt. He's focusing on all these different aspects of martial arts. I could definitely submit Israel Adesanya. Definitely. No doubt in my mind. And Israel's the champ. So if Israel's the champ, then I could probably do pretty good in local MMA fights. And man, I could probably even do pretty good in maybe a Bellator fight. Just give me six months of striking and I'm going to go light that cage on fire. (laughs) Well, I hadn't ever really trained striking on the ground. And so I didn't understand how different it is and how your game has to change when a guy's throwing hard strikes at you. I didn't understand anything about distance management on the ground and how to control posture. My first real awakening was when Brandon was, I believe it was right before he was a brown belt. So he was probably an experienced purple belt at the time. And Brandon's always been really interested in MMA. One of the big reasons he's joined with Eddie was because Eddie was always very passionate about grappling for MMA. And Brandon's always loved the UFC and he's always loved that side of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The MMA side, the fighting side, the self-defense side. Well, Brandon wanted to take a couple of MMA fights before he got his black belt. He just wanted to say he's done a few of them. And Brandon was in talks with a promoter about getting an MMA fight. Well, he needed training partners. I had some striking experience. And again, I was a blue belt on the ground, which, I mean, there wasn't that many blue belts back then in Northern Alabama. So I was a perfect training partner for him. Me and Brandon have always been right around the same size. He's always been usually 5 to 10, 15 pounds heavier than me, but we've always been perfect training partners, and I've been really lucky to do a lot of private training uh, with Brandon and help him get ready for tournaments. And again, I was going to help him with this MMA fight. Brandon's always somebody that he's done so much for me, and I'm so appreciative that I would do about anything for him. So got my MMA gloves. And we started off just, you know, taking it light, doing some light sparring. And I remember Brandon telling me after one of the sparring sessions, just like, hey, man, like if I was really throwing hard punches, you're going to get eaten alive with the style of guard you're playing. You're not controlling posture. You're not trying to take overhooks. Like underhooks 
aren't as popular in MMA. And Z Guard's not, at the time, I was playing a lot of Z Guard. And he was like, you know, Z Guard, you don't see it in MMA for a reason. Well, and I remember thinking, ah, dude, the punches can't hurt that bad on the ground. I'm going to elevate and get a leg lock. Like, I had this whole plan in my mind. Well, the first time we sparred really hard on the ground, I remember Brandon cracked me. I was playing Z Guard, and Brandon just cracked me. And my guard completely fell apart. I started to cover up. I started doing all the things you shouldn't do. And I remember I had to tap to strikes. Well, the next day, I had a headache. And I was like, oh, no, you know, I have a headache. It's probably the closest I've ever been to being knocked out. And I did not want to ever train grappling with strikes again. I was like, screw that. You know, this is terrible. Obviously, I was going to stick, you know, if Brandon needed me, I was going to stick through this training camp and help him out. But luckily, Brandon kept having opponents pull out. I mean, a lot of guys, he had a reputation. Brandon competed a lot. Like nobody in North Alabama wanted to fight. I remember like it was like the fifth or sixth guy had pulled out of the fight before Brandon was like, screw it. I'm not going to do this fight. Like this is just a pain. I can't find anybody to fight me. And unfortunately for Brandon, he ended up having to have neck surgery, I think like six months later. And so I never sparred MMA with Brandon again. And for a few years, I was very uncomfortable with thinking about grappling and strikes or watching MMA fights and thinking about how my jujitsu would translate. Because again, I just had that shell shock experience of like, oh my gosh, like being overwhelmed and I didn't know what to do. And I realized that, man, you know, I'm a sport jujitsu guy. Fast forward a couple of years, CJJ was kind of the first time I started thinking about like watching the combat jujitsu is the first time I started thinking about training strikes again. I hated feeling that uncomfortable feeling of like, well, what if an MMA guy starts throwing strikes during rolling one day? Or if a guy comes and asks me, you know, I've worked with a lot of UFC fighters and trained with a lot of UFC fighters. And I didn't like not knowing and having that experience with training ground and pound and, you know, not understanding how the guard changes. And CJJ really kind of awoke a passion for me and wanted to experiment with it and wanted to get better at it. I thought Eddie's first show, I was skeptical, but after I watched it, I just loved it. And I thought it was super exciting and I thought it was a great way to introduce striking to grapplers without just doing, you know, all out ground and pound like slaps, especially when you take them seriously. And after you've been palm striked a few times, it, it really is a great way to train. Well, it was probably after the third. I remember watching Red Alcorn win the championship, and I just was like, look, I want to train this. And this time, I asked Brandon. I was talking to him. I was like, hey, man, like I'm kind of interested in doing some CJJ. I don't know if I want to compete in it, but I definitely want to start getting comfortable with it. And I had a blast. I remember the first night that I trained it. I did some training with Brandon, and I struggled. I still was playing a much more open guard. I was trying to get underneath. I was trying to play butterflies with underhooks. I was doing a lot of the same mistakes just because I hadn't trained grappling with strikes since I was a blue belt. 
And I believe I was right before I got my black belt, I think the first time that I trained with strikes again. So it's a good four or five year gap. And I was still making a lot of the same mistakes. Well, this time, since we were much smarter and weren't training super aggressively, I wanted to come back the next week and try and improve. I thought a lot about it. And I next time, my the first thing I did was try and get an overhook. I was like, no, no, I've got to start focusing on my overhooks during training. And I was amazed at the next time that I did it. You know, I trained with a couple of guys looking to do MMA. And I was amazed at the difference just trying to be conscious of getting overhook and posture control, like how that completely changed my uh, CJJ experience and grappling with ground and pound. It made me want to get better at rubber guard. I've always been somebody that didn't like training rubber guard. I hated like getting stacked and I just was like, no, nah, I'd much rather just play a butterfly guard, keep big guys off me. And I honestly, for years, didn't understand why anybody played rubber guard. Well, after just a couple of sessions of focusing on the overhook, I started going, oh my God, I've been not playing rubber guard for all these years. And I realized it was the perfect guard to stop strikes. Nobody could strike me from there. And I, and I could start throwing offense and throwing some sweeps and making guys uncomfortable from my back. And I couldn't believe that I had wasted all these years. I don't want to say wasted because there's a million things that you can obviously train and get better at. And I'm very happy with my jujitsu, but I did really sleep on rubber guard and overhooks and some of the stuff Jean Jacques does and Eddie does and my instructor Brandon does just because eh, I didn't see the value in it because I wasn't training like I was going to get punched in the face. And over the past year, my experience with training with strikes, I try and do it once a month at this point. There was a time I was doing it twice a week, but I'm definitely doing it more frequently than I ever have. And I definitely feel way, way more confident with training with strikes. I've seen the importance of getting on top in these situations. So I've really started focusing a lot more on my wrestling. I've started focusing a lot more on my passing I see the value in getting really good at knee on belly and mount and just getting to the mount and no gi. If you're not striking, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Striking from the mount and no gi changes everything. And I realized how easy it was to expose the back. And it's given me a whole new perspective on MMA grappling. And it's still something that, if, I mean, if I had to give myself a belt ranked, I might be a blue belt at you know striking and grappling together. I'm definitely still way better at just straight jujitsu and straight grappling. But it is something that I'm working on. And I want to encourage you guys to train. And then let me give you guys a few tips before you go to your next session and ask one of your buddies or you know your teacher if you can train grappling with strikes and start to do some CJJ. First is trust your training partner. Same thing as just training straight jujitsu and you're only doing submissions. You have to trust the guy on top of you that's slapping you that, hey, you know, we're gonna keep this in a controlled, like you guys need to agree upon a percentage of, hey, you know, let's slap this hard. And you might demonstrate and go, let's not go any harder than that. 
at the same time, you have to respect that they aren't hitting you as hard as they could. And at Blue Belt, when I first did some of those, um, you know, training, grappling with strikes, I didn't respect that. And I wasn't moving my head. I wasn't covering up. I wasn't looking for overhooks. I was just basically getting punched in the face. But since it wasn't hard, I didn't respect it. You have to make sure that you're respecting the strikes. If you're getting hit, you need to act like and you need to pretend that, oh, man, this guy could be hitting me as hard as he can. I need to address that. And so as long as you're addressing the strikes like they're bombs, like somebody's trying to hurt you, you're going to get a lot of value out of training with, you know, whether it's CJJ or just straight up ground and pound. So trust your partner. Second is don't do it every day. You know, if it's something that's uncomfortable for you, try and do it once a month, once every two weeks. And it's only going to make your jujitsu tighter. I'm telling you, if you've never done it before, you're going to see some holes in your jujitsu, especially if you're a sub only guy. It's really made me value points and really value getting on top, staying on top, passing the guard, not just accepting bottom position and accepting that, oh, this guy passed my guard, no big deal. It's definitely given me a bigger passion. I've always liked training points, but it's given me an even better understanding and more appreciation for training points. The third thing I would say is, besides obviously have fun, but make sure that you're treating the strikes just like you would jujitsu. You know, you're looking to improve and you're looking to not just, you know, pitter patter the slap, act like you're going to throw a bomb. Because sometimes, um, and, and I've been guilty of this when I'm training my strikes, is when I get on top and I'm in mount, ah, the guy's not reacting the way I want him to, or you know, the guy's not respecting my strikes. Well, it's like, ah, it's because I'm not actually throwing a strike. You need to act like you have some intention behind as the guy doing the slap. So again, you want to hold your punches. You don't want to just go all the way through and you don't want to, you know, give the guy a concussion or, you know, you don't want your partners waking up with brain damage and headaches and all that crap. But you've got to actually throw like you, there's some intention behind it. The fourth thing and the last thing I'll say is never, ever, ever take bottom. Force yourself to do some wrestling. Force yourself to accept that, oh man, there's a reason guys don't just sit to their butt in MMA fights. Don't just take the easy way out and go, okay, you know, I know we're just pitter-pattering today, so I'm going to pull guard and, you know, I'm going to respect the punches, but the consequences aren't going to be high if I do get my guard passed so I can experiment. Look, train like this guy's going to murder you if he gets on top of you. Train like he's going to try and kill you. And you'll find that it's going to give you a much bigger appreciation for wrestling, judo, and just getting on top, staying on top, and crushing. Do not accept bottom position when you're training with strikes. I hope that helps, and I hope you guys uh, experiment with strikes 
Just go ask one of your favorite training partners, somebody you really trust to just, hey, man, I want to train a little bit more than just straight grappling. Would you be interested in maybe doing a CJJ round? Talk it out. Make sure there's an understanding of how you want to train. Obviously, best case scenario, your instructor works with you, you know, fighters. Obviously, I'm super lucky in that Brandon works with tons of high level UFC fighters. So I get that experience. And he's definitely Brandon has so much more he can teach me on that side of grappling. But talk to your instructor, see if he can give you some pointers, see if he can help you out and make sure you're not just going into an MMA gym and go, Hey man, I want to train ground and pound. And then some guys on top of you giving you a concussion. And the next day you're going to wake up and go, I am never, ever, ever training grappling with strikes again, because that was my first experience. And it took me years to get comfortable training with, you know, some grappling with strikes. Maybe one day, I'll give CJJ a try. It's something I'm definitely thinking about. I'm not 30 yet, so I've got a lot of years left in my prime. And who knows? Maybe in a, next year or a couple of years, I'll be in one of those CJJ tournaments. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Looking forward to coaching my guys Saturday in Chattanooga. Keep making sure that you're got a training plan, you're getting better at jiu-jitsu, but also have a plan to keep improving as a person.